Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hello, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. I'm Sue Meyer. Today we're talking about a subject that is a huge issue for many, many parents with children who have respiratory issues. It's the croup. (laughs) Um, In homeopathy, we are so thankful because there's so many remedies that are just amazing to help parents to deal with the croup at home in a safe way. I was first, well, I I grew up knowing what the croup, croup was because if you have a croupy cough, you know, your parents would say, oh, you need to take it easy to feed your popsicles, put you in bed, and, and you just got better, you know, because the, you know, that's barking <laughs> type cough, you know. And we always thought it was funny as a child, but when it's a small, small child, it can be very, very scary. When I was, I had um, my fifth child, actually, my first realization that how scary the croup actually was, was my fifth child had had her first vaccine, Okay, I'm not supposed to talk about this online too much, but she had had her first vaccine at four months, and within three days, she had full-blown pneumonia. I ended up in the hospital with her, and the child in the bed next to us had was being hospitalized because of the croup. I can't remember how old that baby was. It was maybe a little bit younger than my daughter. And I'm like, why are you in the hospital just for croup? You know, because in my mind, it's just a barky cough. And I didn't understand that it was really dangerous and then the doctor came in and I says why is that baby in here because of the croup and the doctor explained that because the child was so small that the trachea was no larger than a thin pencil and when the croup which causes inflammation it's a virus or a bacterial infection that can cause inflammation of that trachea and then it swells and then that's why you have the barky cough. Well, in a small, small child, as that swells, it, they get that woo-hoo sound, that coopy sound, but it also um, can cause a form of suffocation. Depending on how much it swells or how you know, fast it swells, it can be quite dangerous. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I never really thought about that. You know, because in older children, they just you know, bark and croup and they don't feel very well for a few days and then it goes away. So after that, I never laughed anymore about the croup <laughs> um, because I had a son my, uh, later who was very subject to the croup. And I'm like, okay, I'm, not, I'm taking this very, very serious. But by that time, I had started, I had found my friend and mentor who introduced me to homeopathy. And so I was able to use homeopathy for my son at that time. And it was a recurring problem every winter that he had for like three years. So it was really, really interesting. I learned so much, and I was so thankful for homeopathy because I never had to take my son in to the doctor hospital for um, the croup, even though it was really quite bad. And it started, yes, after his first vaccine as well. So anyway, that's for a different podcast, right? (laughs) Right now we're just talking about the things we can do for the croup. And so I will also say that um, the croup, the inflammation of the trachea, 
the mucous membranes of the respiratory system. I'm going to throw in here right now that the nosode diphtherinum, which is made from the diseased tissue of diphtheria. We don't like to talk. I don't talk about nosodes very often on these podcasts unless it's just specific to that particular nosode. I really just throw them in. But I like to also use the, the diphtheria nosode when I'm treating a child with the croup because it really does address that respiratory mucous membrane system. Okay, so I'm just saying that. So you can ask your homeopath about that situation um, if your child is subject to a lot of respiratory issues because, you know, everyone has their own little weak spots within their body. And I know even with my children, my children, I had several children that were subject to strep throat. And then I had other ones that were subject to croup or <laughs> pneumonia. <laughs> so, you know, and depending on, you know, which parent they're most like type of thing. But anyway, I was very aware of the seriousness of this croup situation. So, you know, a lot of people will say they'll go into the doctor and the doctor will say, laryngeal bronchitis. Boy, I'm killing that. Is another word for the croup. It's caused by a virus. And like I said, it leads to swelling inside the throat. So you get that barking cough, also known as strider, a high-pitched wheezing sound, and hoarseness. So it usually gets worse at night for parents because as the child rests, the inflammation can become worse. That's why when we get up in the morning and our voice is kind of hoarse, as we exercise our trachea, then it kind of, this, the inflammation will kind of lessen throughout the day or when we start to drink water, especially warm fluids are very helpful. I also want to say that in addition to homeopathy, which we're going to talk about the different remedies, it's really, really important that a child have a humidifier in their room. We used to use warm humidifiers. Now we found that cool humidifiers are a little bit better because it, it tends to help lessen the inflammation. Um, I like to put some homeo I like to put essential oils in there as well so that if I'm doing that though, then you have to remember to put your homeopathic remedies in water so that the smell of the essential oils don't cancel the remedies. I like to use essential oils like Breathe's. Um, it's um, spruce is fantastic. I love spruce. Some people like tea tree or eucalyptus. I don't ever use mints or anything like that, but there's a, there's a variety of different or essential oils that you can put in your humidifier just to help ease the bronchial system. And like I said, I, my, one of my favorites is fir or spruce because they're just amazing. <laughs> but I also, if you don't have the humidifier, you can also take your child into the shower. Of course, if you're in the shower, this, you're going to want the steam to help with the, the, the breath, the breathing. Um, the cooler, the better. But again, in the shower, you could get chilled. A lot of parents will rush out of the house and they'll be on the way to the hospital in the middle of the night with a child who's crouping so bad that they're afraid for, you know, their breath isn't there where it's supposed to be or they're going into like spells that they act like they can't breathe. And so parents will head to the hospital and before they get there, the child's breathing is good again. Well, again, it's the night air. Night air has more oxygen than daytime air and it's cooler and it's usually more moist. So that's why a lot of children will actually be better by the time they get to the emergency room. So just keep that in mind that it's that the change of the air, 
higher oxygen levels, damper air that helps with that dry, croupy inflammation of the trachea. Okay, so another thing that um, is really, really important to remember is that if there's like croup or some sort of respiratory, something in the house, increase the vitamin C. Now, the thing about vitamin C is you've got to remember too that it can kind of cause a little bit of diarrhea if depending on what kind of vitamin C you're taking. I like to take ascorbate, a vitamin C rather than ascorbic acid for people who are sick, or you can combine them. Keep the ascorbic acid down to a you know minimal dosage and give ascorbate. And then also um, even as ascorbyl palmitate, which is fat soluble versus water soluble is really helpful. I like to give a wide variety. When I'm ill, I take three different kinds of vitamin C <laughs> just because the body reads each one a little bit differently. And like I said, if you keep the ascorbic acid down, then they're not going to tend to get the diarrhea as easy and their body has access to more of that vitamin. Um, also zinc, of course, zinc is very, very important to give along with the vitamin C to help boost that immune system. And then I, I always give elderberry. I've discovered elderberry a few years ago and I absolutely love it. Elderberry concentrate, we do sell it in the store. And I know if you're a member, we talked about this elderberry on one of our Q and A's just recently, which was really, really fun. And all the members started chatting about it. And so it, it's, it's fantastic. Elderberry is amazing. So those are some of the things you can do, just supplementing and helping the child for the, get through the, you know, the, the acute phase naturally, just to, you know, like I said, moisten the air and move them around, get them outside or in the shower, like I said, or the cool humidifier in the room really, really helps. And then we have the, um, I, I will have a printable to go with this podcast. And if you're a member, again, you can, you know, log on and get this printed out because it's really nice to have a section in your little notebook that says croup. And you can just quickly look up, you know, the remedies that are very, very helpful in a situation with a croup. Like I said, diphtherinum, which is the nosodiphtheria. And then the first thing that I reach for is aconite, aconitum. Aconite is probably the number one remedy for croup, simply because a lot of times croup can come on if a child has been overheated or a child has been chilled. So, I, I mean, I never really thought about the fact that if somebody goes out and they get chilled out in the rain or if they're outside without a coat, in the spring air when the ice is still on the lakes or whatever, they can come in and they can get get a cold get, a, get and they'll end up with a croup. And so aconite, of course, is the number one remedy due to exposure. And moms, don't forget that if you bundle your baby up, you're going somewhere. I mean, this happens a lot up north, <laughs> okay? So you're gonna go somewhere. You bundle your baby all up there in their little snow suit. You put them, wrap a blanket around them. You put them in their car seat and you go somewhere. And by the time you get there, the car has heated up they didn't really need to be that bundled up and when you get there your baby is sweating okay that's a form of being overheated and that child can become ill because they've been overheated and now suddenly you unwrap them and then they can quick get that instant little chill that's exposure exposure to heat or cold and so they can end up with the croup because of that I know because been there done that so just remember that to give a dose of aconite to even prevent that chill that them going into that little cold or croupy situation. So aconite again is the number one thing to do for croup when it's due to some sort of exposure. I even give it if I'm not sure why they have the croup. 
and then I will follow it with spongia, which is, spongia is the um, best remedy that you can give a child for the croup because it's so, so specific. And I'll tell you that we talk about different remedies, um, where these remedies come from, um, plant, mineral, animal. I will say that re um, remedies that come from the ocean are always good for some sort of cough or respiratory thing. Um, antimonium tart is really good for that wet, that wet rattling cough, and that's not, oddly enough, that's not a, an ocean remedy, but you know the other remedies that are super, super good for respiratory issues, like constitutional, oh my gosh, the ocean remedies are amazing. But spongia, spongia tosta is roasted sponge, it is an animal remedy because it's roasted sponge, and that's, that's what it's made from, and of course it comes from the ocean. Fantastic for a croupy cough. So, so good. And there's always the dry mucous membranes that can be good for whooping cough. Um, like I said, the croup, and the um, worst with wind, it's a dry barking cough. Always a dry barking cough, and the better with warm drinks, which most croup is because it helps to tone down that inflammation within the throat. Um, the, the child, if the child is old enough, they can complain of a burning, constricted feeling, and it's worse when they breathe in. So like, they can breathe out, but when they breathe in, <gasps> that's when you get that, that sound, that, that terrible croup. And it's usually worse before midnight. So I have to say here, because it's in my book, um, both of my books, I have the two books, the Homeopathy for Mommies, and then I have the Homeopathy Beyond Acute Care book. And so this recipe is in both of them. And this is Von Bornhausen's recipe for the croup. And he always said, he says, if the aconite alone does not, or he says, if spongy, okay, so if, if aconite, um, you always give the aconite, but if you give spongia and it doesn't work, if it doesn't take care of the croup, he says, if spongia alone fails, then you give in succession aconite, then five to 15 minutes later give spongia or spongia, then five to 15 minutes later give hepersulf, and then continue this trio until all the symptoms improve. Then stop and only give as needed. So you give the three of them. And I had, I remember once upon a time when I first discovered this, this little recipe that Von Bonhausen had, had printed, I, my daughter, she had seven children and she might not have had all seven at the same time, or at that time, but her older children were young, and I think the three older ones all had terrible, terrible croup. And she called me, she says, Mom, what do I do? And I had told her to give the spongia, and she said, it's not working, Mom. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, I got this recipe. So I ran to the book that I found this in, and, um, and I told her the recipe, and she called me the next day, she goes, oh my gosh, Mom, it was a miracle. They just got rid of their croup. They just started feeling so much better. So it really, really works. And um, so anyway, like I said, that recipe is in both my books. It's under either the remedy aconitum, spongia, or hepersulf. So I think I have it listed under all three remedies that if one doesn't work, then you can use all three of them together. So those are, like I said, those three remedies. And hepersulf, oddly enough, is famous for like a fish, like the sensation of a fish um, bone stuck in the throat or a sharp pain and really very often that's a sign of inflammation 
and as well as in, it could, infection could be starting. So Hevercelf is fantastic for any sort of infection. And so, but when given, it really helps that bone in the throat feeling. So with all of that, <laughs> I'm gonna name a, tell you about a few other remedies that are super good for the croup if these three things don't actually do the trick, which I'm not saying 100% of the time those three remedies aren't extremely effective, but about 90% of the time I would say any of those three remedies or that trio in combination is gonna take care of the problem. But if it's a deep -seated, deeper seated problem or if it comes on because of something else, you know, then there's other remedies that we can look at. And I have them listed here. Um, Alium Sepa. Alium Sepa is an amazing remedy, especially for like the dripping, the dripping nose, the burning, watery eyes, especially due to allergies. And some kids can actually kind of develop a croupy situation, even if it's the allergies. And Alium Sepa is one of the best remedies for allergies. And in a situation like this, it might be very, very beneficial. Alumina, Alumina is excellent for dry mucous membranes. And so that might be something that you would consider, especially if your child has really, really dry skin or they have a problem with constipation due to dryness, it might be a really good remedy to consider if you know, you're dealing with the croup as well. Antimonium tart, antimonium tart we just discussed as a rattling cough. But again, even someone who, if they might have a little bit of the croup, but you can still hear that rattle deep in their lungs. So that might be a good remedy to consider. Arnica, Arnica is always a really good remedy to consider, especially if there has been an injury or if they say, oh, it just hurts when I cough. Anytime somebody says something hurts, we should always think about Arnica as a good remedy to take for any situation. Because when something hurts, that means there could be an injury of some sort going on. So they could have, you know, they could be sore from coughing. They could, you know, they could have um, bruised a muscle or something just even from the coughing. So do consider Arnica for any situation where there's pain. Arsenicum, Arsenicum, especially if they could have been exposed to some sort of toxin or they think they've been poisoned or they think they ate something or had something or were exposed to something. Or if they say things like, oh, I have this croup or I have this bug because I seen so-and-so and they were sick. Okay, so the mindset of arsenicum is they've been poisoned by something or someone. And so with that, we think of arsenicum. Anytime somebody thinks they're poisoned. And of course, belladonna is the great vi viral interrupter so that at any given time there could be a virus. Belladonna is always a good remedy to consider as well. We have bromium. Bromium is a famous respiratory remedy. Bryonia, anything worse for motion. Calcarb is a very good constitutional, especially for coughs and respiratory issues. Carboveg. Carboveg is a fantastic remedy to help increase the oxygen levels within the body. And it's a fantastic remedy. Like if you have someone who has gone into surgery, they've had to, be, they had to have a trach tube or they had to have some sort of anesthesia and they come out and their throat's sore or they have a pain due to the trach tube, Carboveg is amazing. It helps to get any sort of anesthesia or gaseous toxin out of the body, out of the system. I also actually like to take activated charcoal because activated charcoal actually helps pull those toxins from the body rather than just tell it to kick them out. But CarboVeg, I have seen CarboVeg increase a person's oxygen level 
five points very quickly. It's, it's a great remedy to, under, to have on hand and to give anytime someone has respiratory problems. Causticum. Causticum is listed because the gravelly throat, the inflammation of the, the strident tendons, muscles in the throat, in the trachea, causticum has a great effect upon those, so it might be a really good remedy to try. Chamomile, of course, is an infant's remedy, and chamomile is um, the type of child who is going to beg for attention and then slap you when you try to give it to him. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Um, anyway, cuprum is also really good because then you have, with cuprum, that has such an effect on the muscles of the body, uh, especially during illness or times of difficult protein assimilation. Cuprum will have a, a big effect on the body. Um, Drosera, I love Drosera, especially if there is like that whooping, a lot of whooping cough issues, a lot of respiratory issues. Drosera really helps to turn things around. Dulcamara is much like aconite in the sense that with Dulcamara, it can be have hot days, cool nights, can bring on the, a chill, it can bring on diarrhea, it can bring on a cough, a croup, any sort of situation like that. And Dulcamara is, again, another remedy you can think of. We have many more remedies listed here, and I'm not going to go through each and every one, but you can certainly download the printable and look at it and um, you know just brief yourself with some of these remedies. Euphrasia, Ferrumphos, Ignatia, if there's been a sorrow, a great sorrow in the person's life, Iodatum. Iodatum is very, very effective for a lot of people, especially if there's a lot of thyroid or glandular issues within the family. Ipecac, Ipecac is amazing. We don't even think about it for cough, but, um, or you know, blood like a bloody cough or something like that. Ipecac is amazing. So, oh, and I will say too, Lobelia is a homeopathic remedy we give, but it's also fantastic for in a, in a tincture form whenever there's sort of any sort of lung or respiratory issue. So, you know, okay, with that, I'm not going to just keep harping on each and every one of these individual remedies because there's, there's really a lot of them. But I have the main remedies listed on this printable. And you can, like I said, download it and make yourself very familiar with them. And then, like I said, if you consider becoming a member, we have the members uh, forum, which is, I guess it's like Facebook kind of in the sense that I don't do Facebook, but it, you, you can post a question and then everybody will answer that. And I was looking, I have, I've been moving, helping my daughter move and I haven't looked at the, my text messages lately and I was I jumped on the forum last night late and I was looking at some of the questions that are being posted and I look at the answers that some of the other members are giving it's absolutely amazing how smart and how helpful the other members are on our forum I thank God every day for this forum just for the people who are on here because they are getting so so much help you know especially in acute situations they do ask a chronic they do ask chronic questions quite often and then they usually get some help or responses back from the members but you know for deep chronic situations it's best to seek a homeopath and they'll help you through it but like I said it doesn't hurt to discuss it on the forum because it's um, you we learn a lot when we discuss things we learn a lot so it's very 
I love that's why I love this forum. So, you know, do consider becoming a member so that you get that, you know, that help within your home setting. And uh, yesterday, my daughter, she's, I can't even remember what was going on. She said something. She goes, so mom, would I give this remedy? I'm like, yay, I'm so proud of you. And like, she listens to me all the time, but I don't know how many of my kids are actually hearing what I say. <laughs> so when somebody says something to me and I'm just like proud of them that they know which remedy to reach for. But see, that's the exact situation that the forum is, gives you. Because you're, they're all friends. You know, many of us have met at different seminars around the country. And so it's really fun to be able to say, oh, hey, how are you? You know, and then we have our live Q&A every month, too, where you get to ask questions. And so it's really fun. But, yeah, it's just like a big family that say, hey, okay, I got this situation. Which remedy would you give? And we always have that help right at our fingertips. So do consider it. And I thank you all for just being excited and being interested in homeopathy because it's, I don't know, it, it's my life and I'm so happy to share everything that I learn. And like I said, I'm learning from my members now. It's, it's crazy that students have become the teacher. It's fun. I love it. And I thank all of you out there who are just really trying to learn as well because it's, it's working and people are taking care of themselves and they're helping others now too. And it's, I love it and I'm thankful for it. So again, I thank you all. And I can't wait to go to my next seminar in Lubbock, Texas, the end of April and meet more people. All right. May God bless you and yours. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com, Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.